start whenever we want. Welcome to High and Wide Radio, episode 30, season 5. My name is J. Mike and I'm joined by the one and only Jack Smith and boy wonder Travis Ballinghoff. Please make sure to subscribe, follow, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. If you want to check out our site and maybe buy some merch while you listen to the show, you can head on over to hwhockey.net or find all of our social media links in one place over at hoo.be forward slash hw hockey okay guys uh we're wrapping up the second round of the stanley cup playoffs we actually have quite a few topics to get to tonight if you're watching on youtube you can see them all kind of flashing across the bottom of your screen uh lots of good stuff to get to uh we're also going to do another card pack opening at the end of the episode so if you're listening watching stay to the end because it's uh these are going to get fun for sure Trap got in a new pack yeah, yeah. Who got the young gun after the show last week? Because that was Jack, oh, right? Yeah. Well, what a what a blast that was. <laughs> who'd Cates. you who'd you get? It was it Jackson Cates? Yeah, right. Couldn't even be Noah Cates. It was Jackson Cates. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was pretty funny. All right, so I want to kind of kick off the show on a very positive note before we get to the playoffs. Flyers have three representatives at the World Tournament in Tampere, Finland, and Riga, Latvia, and they're all playing quite well. Each Player over there has scored a goal. Scott Lawton playing for Team Canada has a goal, I believe, in three games. Uh, so good for him. Got a goal. I think more importantly, though, and what's more exciting is that Cutter Gauthier looks good. Now has two goals in three games played. And Ronnie Adderd scored a goal today in a 3-2 come-from-behind victory over Germany for Team USA. Um, guys, I'm not sure if you've had an opportunity to watch any of these games. Uh, I've only seen bits and pieces off to the side in the background while I'm working. Trav, you're shaking your head. Yeah. Have you, have you watched any of these? No, I'm agreeing with you. I haven't been. Oh, okay. Much. Yeah. So, I mean, I've only seen, like I said, bits and pieces. Cutter Goche, obviously though, scoring two goals playing with NHL players. Uh, that's good stuff, right boys? I mean, added also chipping in as well. It's, I think reason to be excited. Why not? Well, let me just add that I'm really interested in what Gote does from here on out because when Russ was on, it was talking about how Briere said Cutter had a you know dominant season, and he was like Fantilli had a dominant season. Cutter had a good season. Fantilli had a dominant season. Now, anytime Cutter does anything, I'm like really paying attention. <laughs> I really need him to work. To, he needs to pan out. Like this can't be bullshit. You know what I mean? Like for sure. It made me a, I know that comment was more about Fantilli than it was Cutter, but I really am like I've noticed I've zoned in on anything he does now. Yeah, and for good reason. So I mean two goals in three games, uh playing against some pretty good players over in Europe. Not not any reason to get like overly ecstatic, but uh, you know, you would rather see these guys scoring than not. So positive stuff. And I think even more so than Cutter Gauthier, is Ronnie Adder is playing really well over there. 
He scored a goal in a warm-up match against Germany, and then he scored a goal again today against Germany when it counted. Uh, USA 3-0 for the first time in 18 years, I think I heard at this tournament. So uh, it's a pretty good USA team. I'm not sure if they're the favorite or not. I think they are. But, uh, yeah, off to a very good start. Excited that Ronnie Adder's contributing. Trav, uh, what are your thoughts on, on Adder? Glad you asked because I really like this kid. I know you do. I really hope he's in the opening night lineup next year. Hopefully he has a good camp. He's going to need it. Um, he's the, the numbers game might not be in his favor. We'll see what kind of trades they make in the offseason. But kind of look at the depth chart. Um, and on that right side, you got Risto, D'Angelo, and then – Maybe Adderd, Braun's gone. Um, you expect either Provorov or Sandheim to be gone and York moved back to that left side. I think they have to have another kid in that lineup. Maybe two. Maybe maybe Zamula and Adderd. Um, but like as they're trying to get this rebuild going, I'd like to see at least Adderd or Zamula make it. And I'm higher on Adderd. Really good skater, and he's showing off that monster shot that he has. The two goals were beautiful snipes. One a wrist shot, one a slapper. Little one T action from the left circle. Oh, it's a, sh- it's a shame we're not live right now. <laughs> Where's my phone? Oh, that would have been hysterical. Yeah, I, I would like to see Ronnie Adderd make the opening night lineup, and it's going to come down to him having a monster training camp because they do have – seven or eight guys ahead of him on the depth chart in my eyes as of right now, but I think he deserves a legitimate shot to make it good to see him having a good showing for team USA. <laughs> Jim's back there with the flashlight. Big smile, big grin. Dude, I, saw, I, th- I swear. I thought I saw like a mouse or something just run across the back. <laughs> it, there, it, it, it's absolutely not a mouse, but it scared the shit out of me. It, it sounded like, a cat was like playing with like one of them jingly bell balls across like a hardwood floor. Yeah. <laughs> only, <laughs> only I don't have a cat. <laughs> well, good, good start to the show. I hope Sorry. you don't edit this out. This is gold <laughs> off season. You heard that, right? Jim's already on the golf yeah. course. All right. I'm back. <laughs> uh, if there's a mouse in here, there's just a mouse, whatever. It is what it is. All right, so I, I listened to everything you said about Adder there, and uh, I'm excited. Third-round pick, Ronnie Adder. I'm excited for him, to tell you the truth. I think he's going to be a lot of fun. You mentioned his big shot. He's got a fun personality. This, he's, he's still a kid. He's going to be 20. I think he's 24 now, so it's time. I, yeah, I think that's another reason. Like He had a really good college career, had a really good season with the Phantoms this year. Let's see what he's got. It's time for him. Not, it's not a sink or swim moment, but it is time. It's like, okay, he's 24. Let's see what he has at the NHL. He's not wait or he is waiver exempt. So, I mean, if, if it doesn't work a month in, just send him back to the Phantoms, let him dominate down there again, call him up a couple months later. But I hope he has a good camp. Cause I, I, I don't think he has like a major ceiling or anything like that, but he's a big defenseman with puck skills who can skate and like, you kind of look at all these teams that are in the playoffs. That's their their entire lineup, top to bottom, has defensemen like that. If Ronnie added your third pair guy, I think your D's pretty good. You know what I mean? And Max, he could be he could be your second pair guy. You know, if you want to put him on, depending on what the personnel looks like, eventually your PP two as a guy with you know the boom shot, something like that. Yeah, he he could you know maybe he could be that, but uh, 
you know, if, if all he ends up being is a, you know, a third pair guy, a reliable guy, you know, that takes chances once in a while, can, can play the body and whatnot. He's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's good stuff that these guys are succeeding uh, playing against NHL talent over in Europe. All right. Well, we're almost 10 minutes in. Let's talk some Stanley Cup playoff hockey, shall we? So the last couple of weeks, we haven't really dove as deep into the Stanley Cup playoffs. We've had a couple guests, Russ Cohen, uh, two shows, Dan Silver, uh, hopped on with us as well. We've kind of been talking draft to get ready for the lottery and whatnot. And we'll get back into the draft, you know, as, as uh, we get closer to the draft. We're about a month and a half away now. But let's talk some Stanley Cup playoffs. The uh, conference finals are just around the corner. Dallas and Seattle are playing in game seven tonight uh, to punch the last ticket to let's talk about this second round guys, because it, it was kind of a weird one, lots of blowouts. And it, even though there were a lot of blowouts, it still was somewhat of a really entertaining second round. I thought, uh, what did you guys think? Jack, I'll go to you first. Your thoughts on uh, the second round and pick a series to talk about if you want. Well, the reason you feel that way is because it was close. How can you have close blowouts? It was like the teams took turns blowing each other out. Wow, right. that sounded terrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ew. Uh, but you get you get what I mean. <laughs> and um, that I think that's why it's been really strange. It's been odd. I've been if I'm going to talk about any series, it's the one that's the only one that's still alive. And um, with the Kraken and Dallas tonight, man, big implications for me. Part of me would love to see the Kraken do it. Like, like I just like how the way that team plays. But I don't think I can handle the hack win in the cup. I don't think I can handle it. You know, so that's the one that jumps out to me. I was really upset. Edmonton got eliminated. I uh, had picked them to win it, which you know, where stranger things have happened. And uh, they didn't. They didn't look as good. Their stars didn't look as good to me against Vegas. And if you saw the handshake line there. Uh, Dreisaitl wanted nothing to do with Petrogano, <laughs> Petrangelo, excuse me. And uh, that was kind of funny. I was like, oh, well, it is what it is. And then on the other side, Florida's breaking hearts, and Carolina is the only team that did what they're supposed to do. Yeah, it's been wild. Um, I think it's really interesting, and I know we're going to talk about this later on in the show, that Toronto and Edmonton both went out in the same round. Um, Vegas advances. You know, when you think of Vegas – like Jack Eichel is obviously obviously very good, second overall pick, to Connor McDavid. But I, I'm not sure I still see him as a star. Do you guys see him as a star? Or, okay, like he's just. I always a, thought he was pretty overrated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like very very good player. You know, top line center, but like maybe lower tier of you know. Um, so Vegas getting it done. I mean, they they have a revolving door of goalies. Um, who's the 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 old Boston coaches out there? Cassidy, right? Yeah. Yeah interesting that you know i feel like we're not hearing anything about him and he's in the conference finals meanwhile boston eliminated first round all the players apparently hated cassidy right um so i I thought that was interesting um who who just beat the leafs florida just beat the leafs um that was a florida just jumped all over them man and you know what i think it was toronto we talked about this on the other show they they were coming off an emotional high yeah like they had that relief of, oh, we finally did it. Whereas Florida was just kind of waiting for them and said, you didn't do nothing yet. And they, st- they jumped on them early. And Toronto just, I think once they fell down three, nothing, it was just, you know, 
very, very little hope. And you, you almost knew they were going to yeah. win game four just mm-hmm. so they would come back to Toronto and lose game five on home ice. It just felt that was going to happen. Did I you guys – almost takes ahead, away from Florida winning for me in a sense as a guy who liked to see the players on Toronto play more hockey. It was like they finally got past that hurdle that's always blocked them, and they're definitely coming off an emotional high. And they have to play a Cinderella story on a team. And it's like, that's just not fair. The narrative leans towards Florida more than it does Toronto. And it's exactly how it played out. It's like Florida was like, yo, we just beat the best team in game seven. We never gave up. We did it in in their house. And Toronto's like, well, we got past the first round. Yeah, big whoop. (laughs) You know what I mean? And in Florida, just like you said, they jumped all over them. I think Toronto was overwhelmed. They were complaining a lot about the officiating. I'm not saying it was good, but it was a lot, a lot of complaining going on. And that just that's desperation right there. And once I once that started, it was over for me. And um, yeah, what an embarrassment of a series. But at the same time, I'm gonna try to feel good for Florida. There's really not a player on that team I dislike. So, you know, have at it. I got I got so many texts after they lost because like I, I've been openly rooting for the Leafs. I really like watching them play. I really like Austin Matthews. I was really hoping Wayne Simmons would win a cup this year before he goes out. And I got so many texts. Oh my God, the Maple Leafs suck. Same old Leafs. And like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I'm really not mad. Like, I I didn't have Bobrovsky turning back the clock on my bingo card, but like, I couldn't be happier for him. I one of my favorite goalies ever, and I'm really glad that he kind of found. We'll, we'll see how long it lasts. Carolina's a good team. Um, he he was okay last year, but like the years prior, he just he wasn't that effective. He really wasn't living up to that contract. Yeah, I mean, this playoff, he's been unbelievable, looking like two-time Vesna winner back uh, with Columbus. We'll see how long that lasts, but like I'm not even like – mad that the Leafs won like that series was so fun to watch like Jack said they have a lot of guys on that team the Florida Panthers that you like watching play Kachuk, Gudis, Cousins like Barkov's so underrated still to this day yeah, I mean he was the fourth player that you named Gudis and Cousins before you named Barkov that's how underrated he is <laughs> that, you know that's the the Flyers, fan the Flyers <laughs> no, I, know, I know but like you don't think of Barkov when you think of the Panthers and he's one of the best players in the NHL it's true it's totally Kachuk it's t- it's either Kachuk or Bob right now and it's crazy to say Kachuk because yeah we all love like one of the style of player like that but the he's really transcended in Florida like I didn't I didn't think he'd be have that much of an impact and I love it because I like the player, but I really like the GM as well. And he he really shot for the stars this offseason, took a lot of heat. So to see it like win like that's great. And I'll leave it there. I'm not going to go further. The the Flyers need a player like Kachuk so bad, a player that like the entire fan base can just latch onto, a Matthew Kachuk, a Tom Wilson. Rick Tockett, like a prime Mike Richards, Wayne Simmons style player. The Flyers need someone like that badly. I mean, it's kind of like that is Philly, right? Like they do everything. They, I think that's why a lot of people kind of latched on to Richards when he was here because he kind of was that. You know, I think as he uh, transcended into, you know, the captain role and whatnot, he fought a little bit less and all, but he never shied away from the physical stuff. Uh, the, the city just loves that kind of player. Could you imagine if Brady Kachuk 
was a flyer or, or even Makachuk, like they'd be gods here. You know, even if the team was a 500 team not doing well, if they played like they did every night, psh, easily, you know, best, uh, most favorite player in Philly. Um, what's the maybe, other series? Maybe that's Konechny. Maybe that's what we has, heard, right? That's what we heard when they season like him. he did last year, continues to build off of that. And he's that style player. It's just the last yeah. two years have been inconsistent. If he does what he did this year, I'm totally fine with that. He doesn't need to yeah. do. You know what I mean? That's that's perfectly fine if that's the player he's going to be. 35-plus goal guy, whatever, um, for sure. Let's talk about this Carolina Jersey series for a little bit. I have not watched an entire Jersey Devils playoff game all playoffs long. Did you guys watch any of this series, Carolina, New Jersey? Yeah, Carolina was all over them every night. And that Devils had no goaltending. Uh, Schmid was pretty inconsistent round two. We heard they might go to uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. That would have been wild. A couple years ago, their fan base seemed to think he was better than Carter Hart. But uh... Jim, you know, I always make my jokes about that. They were like smug about it. I'm just like, why? Like, I don't get it. And to see a play like this, I know it hasn't exactly been sunshine and rainbows here, but that was pretty nice. But um, yeah, I have to agree. Only the blowout game where. New Jersey gave it literally everything they had, which gave me a little pause because it's like this is playing out like the other series, except for the home ice is flipped. You know, they lost two to New York. It's like, okay, well, they're going to go out like, you know, quietly and they come back and take control of that series. So when they win like eight to five in game three, it's like, oh shit, they're not going away. And then they just went away. (laughs) It was like, okay, that's it. It's all they had left. But they're a young team. Like, I, I guess I should be surprise they got past the rangers you know people didn't see that one coming so i mean it's still a win for new jersey jesper brett shit the bed there is a lot (laughs) i'm gonna call a lot about that they're they're talking about they're thinking about moving him because he just did not show up in the playoffs at all are they gonna need that money to sign to bring in connor hellebuck oh i I heard more of him with uh shit who was it and i I didn't hear anything i was just throwing it out there hellebuck Buffalo's where I'm here. It's very, very early. Who the hell knows? But interesting. They spent a lot of money for agency. I'd be surprised. I hope the Sabres, we're kind of getting off track here. I hope the Sabres stick with Levi, though, because so if, if they were to get a goalie, they should have did it last year when they actually like had a serious shot at the playoffs mm-hmm. and then let Levi be the backup. But now it's like, okay, he's in the NHL now. He looked really good. Like Maybe bring in a, a veteran backup and kind of split the games you know, 45, 40 ish. Well, I, I, I kind of agree with you. Cause if they do go for Hellebuck, say they did, then you have a Bob Spencer Knight situation, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying he's the talents there or whatever. And I know what happened with Spencer Knight this year was odd, but I'm just saying like, you don't, he'd be signed long-term for big money. So it's like, at that point, if you're the backup goal, you're like, okay, well, I don't want to be a backup. Like, so, you know, maybe, maybe more Brisgall. Briz- Chris Goloff and Grabrowski. Oh, geez. Yeah, more, more like that situation. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just rumors. It's early. But um, I, I I totally agree with your train of thought. But, again, like you said, we got off topic. How do we get – how do we get Buffalo again? <laughs> Definitely my baby. Oh, you said the range uh, – the Devils were possibly looking at Hellebuck. And while that makes sense, they've been spending an awful lot of money. They've won free agency for, like, the past – two out of three years or something like that. You know, it's like Dougie Hamilton's got big money. They had to give Jack Hughes big money. 
The only weird thing I can see them doing, I don't think Canucks will ever do it. Somehow they get Quinn Hughes to, to come join the brothers. Or that would be like sick. That. Yeah, they have the assets, but I don't think they have the money. And I don't think Canucks would do it either way. Be interesting to see what they do. I don't know if they're going to have to decide whether to keep Brat or Meyer, but the whole Timo Meyer situation is going to be interesting because it sounds like you didn't want to sign there long term. And has that would changed? You, would you want to sign there? Apparently, yeah, right. couple, we know players <laughs> who didn't. We certainly see, know players in the, the hall that haven't. This is the problem with New Jersey. Uh, for, unfortunately or fortunately, however you look at it. I mean, they drafted Hughes and they instantly signed him long term. You know why? <laughs> People don't want to play there. Right. Timo, like Timo Meyer, you just gave up all these assets for him and he's not signed. Mm-hmm. It's no surprise that he's not, he doesn't want to sign long term. The Newark sucks. Newark Jersey sucks. It sucks up there. I mean, right. if you're going to be up there, play for the Rangers, play for the <laughs> Islanders. Where you're in New York, you're playing for the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, Ilya Kovalchuk quit hockey <laughs> because he had, he had to play for the Devils. After signing um, long-term. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Money wasn't even uh, worth it. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Like, That's okay, true. Dougie Hamilton signed there, but he's a weirdo. Like, Dougie Hamilton's weird. He like, weird. Yeah. He's perfect so, in New Jersey. He is, yeah. <laughs> So I mean that that's that's kind of uh, in a I won't feel bad because I no, don't screw New Jersey fans. If yeah. Timo Meyer doesn't sign there and he leaves elsewhere, they give up all the assets for him. Good. How's it feel to not have everything go right? Like everything's been going for you. Well, there you um, go. I mean, I think that's your Brat versus Meyer situation right there. I think they are saying if Meyer wants to resign, we resign him. Yeah. If he doesn't, then we might have to go back to Brat because it did seem like from what I've read that they, if they have to move on from somebody to save some money. He's like right at like, maybe not one, but he's at the top of the list. Yep. So, but if they can't get Meyer back, they might be forced to, you know, I w- if it was a long-term deal with Brad, I'd be surprised. I hope I'd they lose them both. One or two. You know? <laughs> I hope Brad puts the screws to him. I ain't waiting around. I'm going to go sign with somebody else. Well, I think they're both restricted. Okay. So, but it's the thing with Meyer is like his, his qualifiers, like nine and a half, like, He's not a nine and a, he, Timo Meyer's a very good player. He's not a nine and a half million dollar player. No. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous money. I can't. Now I, you probably would do that for one year one if year, he's going to say, yeah. "Well, I'm walking." Then you just could flip they, him at the deadline and get some that? of them assets. Could they afford that? the The cap sounds interesting up there, and then I don't think um, I'm not sure uh, the defenseman Luke Hughes. I'm not sure what. His contract situation is, but like he's obviously an RFA, he's young. But like, are they going to sign him long term like they did Jack, or are I'm they going to go with the bridge route? Oh man, if they're smart, they'll lock him up. They should lock him up. But do you want to pay him big money already? Oh, no, 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 no. So I'm saying, I I'd imagine he, he has like two years left, but I mean, that conversation is going to be happening a year from now. Well, like, it's something they have to keep in mind. Like, who I don't know who their longest signed person is besides like Hughes and Hamilton, but they can't, and they're not a team to even really spend to the cap. They're typically cheaper. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And then I heard Lindy Ruff might move into a, a president or a GM role I, or front office role. And I think it's Andrew Burnett was his name. He was a guy in Florida. We all forgot about, he was supposed to take over as coach too. So who the hell knows what that means? I think Elliot today said, uh, Lindy's going to be coaching next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's what I would think. They had a good season. 
They had a good season. Why make a switch? Right. Elliot's all right. I like Elliot. I don't know how much journalism he does these days, but he's good. <laughs> and it must be nice when people just feed you information. <laughs> um. All right. What? Like that's that's what happens. Look, Team just they, they go you. to him. They tell him what to put out, and he puts it out. New Jersey, uh, bro. But I guess you know when you work up your your reputation and whatnot to that point, that's what happens. Must be nice. All right. Anyways, <laughs> let's get back to the playoffs a little bit here. Playoff teams. Actually, New Jersey was just in the playoffs, so we weren't that far off. <laughs> uh, so I have this thing, and uh, it'll kind of lead into other things too. So I have. The, I want to talk about these non-income tax state teams. Three out of the four teams in the conference finals are going to come from non-income tax states, right? So you have Dallas and Seattle playing tonight. Whoever advances will be the third team in the finals of the of the four. Um, you have Florida, non-income tax state. You have Vegas in a non-income tax state. Uh, Carolina is the only team that has an income tax. So a lot of people will question, Jim, why does this matter? That doesn't matter. Okay, well, it does matter. And some people will go, oh, okay, well, it matters because you can sign the stars to, you know, less money or whatever. And that's true and not true because if you're a star, you're going to sign for a shit. Like, it, they're not doing you any favors. So I don't want to make it sound that way. If they're a star player, they want to get paid the max. Where the difference comes in, and this it's more of a disadvantage in this aspect. So let's say the Toronto Maple Leafs want to sign Jack Hughes, right? And Jack, you gave a good example earlier today. The Maple Leafs, uh, if they offer him $10 million, it's not the same as if the Tampa Bay Lightning offered Jack Hughes $10 million. Why? Because there's no tax coming out of those $10 million if you're in Tampa Bay. Whereas in Toronto, don't know what the tax figure is, don't know what it is. Let's just say, you know, 500000 uh, or millions coming out of that. So on paper, he's making 10, he's really taking home 9 million, right? So automatically, if uh, he signs in Toronto, instead of making 10 million, they have to pay him 11 to equal what Tampa Bay can pay him. Does that make sense? Now, where it affects the teams is, okay, all of a sudden, Tampa Bay has an extra million dollars to spend somewhere else, okay? And where I'm seeing the difference in the, the money is they spend it on quality depth. The second, third, even fourth line guys are better. The second pairing, third pairing defense are better. You can sign a better quality backup goalie, whatever it is. You can allocate this money into different positions on your roster. It's absolutely an advantage if you're a non-income tax state team. To be honest with you, like with certain teams, there it might not be every season, but it's an advantage. I see what Tampa was pay paying their players, and when I saw the discrepancy between Victor Hedman and Kevin Hayes was only like seven hundred thousand dollars, I was like, uh, okay, that's a, that's yeah, that's a perfect example of how they can underpay somebody, but they ultimately get more money because of the tax. That's a good example right there. He's one of the best defensemen in the league, and Kevin Hayes. Come on, man. He's playing 3C this year. All right. Let's move on a little bit more here. So what do you guys want to do? You want to talk more playoffs or you want to move on to Michkov? Uh, let's do more playoffs. You want what, to do are, what, are the, what are the Maple Leafs going to do? Should they blow it up? Should they do 
you know, maybe fire the coach, trade one of the core four. What do you think they should do? I heard Nylander's the name to watch. Nylander is most likely going to be moved for something. That's what the, the first knee, knee jerk reaction has been. See, it's interesting with him because he makes the least of the core four, but he probably has the worst work ethic. <laughs> you know, like you watch him play and it's like, if this guy gave 100% effort every shift, he'd probably be a 100-point guy in the league. And they were showing his, his four check again. Did you see those videos? Mm-mm. He's just skating straight. He was skating in, standing straight up on the four check. You know, like not rushing in like a bull. He's just like, up, oh, puck's in the corner. Let me go get it. Up, oh, it's going the other way. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. my God. You um, know, he's still going to have a market, though. Oh, oh God, for sure. He's a great player. I was gonna say, like, they're they're like a big market. Like it's gonna be their pickings. And my thing is, do they go one for one with a defenseman? Like I, I, that would be my one of my bigger needs. I don't know if you can do that with a goalie. That seems to get a little wild at that point. Um outside of Nylander, there's a couple of flyers that make sense for Toronto. So I'm curious about that as well. Yeah, it will be interesting. I, I watched a couple of their exit interview uh, videos, and Nylander seemed the most enthused about Toronto, whereas Matthews was just like, I really like it here. I, I like it here. Marner was like, uh, yeah, I want to stay. They got to Nylander, and he was like, I love it here. This is the only place I want to play, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, he's re- either he's a really good actor. Those other guys don't really want to be there that much. Mm. So – it is going to be an interesting offseason in Toronto. Here's what I think they do ultimately. Um, do you guys like Sheldon Keefe? I think he's a dork, and I, I think he's a bad coach. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, I, I feel like the same way about Jeff Blashill in Detroit. Like, he was like a up and comer. You heard about he's great, and you know. And sometimes they get here, and they're it's they're not. It just is what it is, and that's starting to be how I feel about the guy. He's got a lot of talent to move around and. It's not like they lost in game seven, you know, like I, I'm just not impressed. Yeah, I don't think I uh, – the the team has kind of taken on his personality somewhat, and he cries a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he whines a lot. And uh, when your leader, when, when your coach is doing that kind of stuff, it kind of gives you the green light to do it yourself or, you know, you start to blame the ref like – all of Toronto has been doing. Um, and the other name I'll, I'll, I'll bring up is Dubas. Another dork, honestly. Yeah. You know, it was cool that he was going back and forth with the Lightning fan, but, uh, you know, this might be, it, it just might be time to change. Let somebody else have a, a turn to tinker, you know? Uh, what is he, honestly, and, you know, you can like him or dislike him, but what has he done up there? Exactly. Really, you know what? Like, what's the move that comes to mind when you're like, "That's why they brought him in." You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe O'Reilly, maybe. Like, Even but it's kind of broken down a little bit now. I would have expected more off-season reconstruction to be stronger. Like he brought in Mark Giordano. Like, what? What's yeah. the move that defines Kyle Dubas aside from taking over a team with, you know, Marner to? Uh, did he sign Tavares actually? No, I think that was Lou. Yeah, I want to say Lou as well. All right. Well, when when I think of Dubas, I just I think of the Felino trade where he gave up two first round picks. That's a terrible trade. 
Um, Maybe that's the one. Traded away Connor Brown. Like going back to Keith, like this thing with Keith was like, oh, he was so good with that AHL team. A lot of them AHL guys, they got rid of. Hmm. They didn't. They didn't. Connor Brown. They they got rid of him for like nothing. Um, the Jack Campbell trade was good for a while, but like the I just think a bad. I did like the Ryan O'Reilly trade. I kind of think he might go back to St. Louis. I'm curious yeah. what happens there. That I think was a good move, but yeah, he was he was given all them young stars and didn't really build much around them. I just thought there'd be more of an attack on defense or a big move at goal. And what they've ultimately done has been very head scratchy. First cheap, you know, like bargain barrel. Jack they traded, he traded away Marchment. He right. went on and put up a ton of points in Florida. And then he brings in Matt Murray. I'm like, what of Matt yeah. Murray since he <laughs> left Pittsburgh have you thought was like, yeah, we should bring him in? I don't know yeah. how I forgot that one because that, that one's probably the worst one. He didn't I even never, play. That's a lot of it's like, what's he making? Like six million a year? Like it's not like he got a guy on a deal. So know? here's my question for that because yeah, Murray's making just under five and Samsonov's making just over a million. You know what Jack Campbell signed for in Edmonton? Uh-huh. And even five million. Yeah. Why I don't understand why they would rather bring in a I assume because his contract maybe ends. In another seat after the uh, after Murray's next year, years left. Yeah. yeah, he's got one more after this year. So I maybe that's the reason because they didn't want to sign Campbell long term. I, I don't know. I don't know what the reason for that was. But Campbell was playing well for them, and who's to say if it would have continued? But they chose to go with Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov, who I kind of liked up there. Samsonov, uh, I think, had a decent, pretty decent year. Murray did okay, I guess, but like. Yeah. Uh, Nothing to ride home about. Still seems like they could be stronger for sure. Nope. I just never understood. I, I always thought that them and Gibson were a good match or somebody in, you know, a bad team in the West. And they even defense, they never, you know, Jake Muzzin comes to mind. I don't even know if that was Dubas at this point. I think it was, but might have been, might not have been. Um, Morgan Riley was already there. You know, Giordano's, what, 38 years old, like something like that. Um, Outside of that, like I haven't been too impressed. I thought they'd bring in a heavy hitter for sure, like a their next Dion Panuff or something <laughs> of that nature. I know those guys don't grow on trees, but like what they have done at D has been very underwhelming. Kind of yeah. look at a guy like Nylander, and if they do move on from Keith, like Lavi's a good coach up there, fit wise. Oh. Like you think of like a, a win now coach, creative, offensive minded, but he's also like rah rah in your face. If you're not given 100%, you're benched. Like, Nylander could do really good under Lavi, I think. Interesting perspective. So I'll provide another one. I'm not sure. These guys have been so spoon-fed for so long that I I wonder if they're beyond repair. That I, I don't even know if they respond to a Lavi a lot. You know, like, they don't have those piss and vinegar guys like, who's going to get an Austin Matthews face? The guy scored 60 goals. You know, who's going to get in Mitch Marner's face? You know, he's John the second Perot. coming of Christ, you know? Yeah. Uh, William Nylander, who they, you know, they love up there. Uh, who's going to light a fire under his ass? Like, I don't know if you can. I, I just. Uh, it's possible. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, the opposite perspective, devil's advocate kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know what the Leafs do. Um they're kind of like the Sixers uh, right now, I right? I completely agree. Completely. 
<laughs> like they can't keep doing the same thing. Like they can't come back with the same, you know, core four and they, you know, they what do you do? It <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Go. That's why uh, Nylanders jumped out early. Maybe because it's a less, I don't even want to say risky, but just it's not as impactful as a Marner. So, I mean, maybe it's the, the but he also makes five mil less than Marner, which is like, I guess why they can figure, they can use that money to figure something else out and go from there. But Ooh. also he's got one year left. Him and Matthews have one year. I left. was going to say, I think you need to have a conversation with Matthews and figure right. out what his I plan is. Fred, he said he wanted to, you know, he wanted to stay, but, but you know, ultimately you need to sign. If he doesn't sign that contract, like they can start negotiating with him now july 1st june 1st whatever it is right what if he says no i want to wait then that changes everything yeah like you can't you can't lose that guy for nothing i don't think i don't think he's going to sign this summer do you do you guys so i don't think so either typically before you know they don't wait to the very end of the contract they usually you know before the last year of his deal starts they usually have him re-signed for beyond that right do you guys see Mitch? Uh, do you guys see Austin Matthews signing a an extension this summer? I, I don't think I do. I don't either, and I don't think he should. Just because, I I guess for his standards, he had a down year. He was injured the whole year. He had, um, I forget if it was his. I think it was his elbow. He had an elbow injury. He was playing through all year. Only scored forty goals. Only. <laughs> but I mean, you're, you 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 think more than that with Austin Matthews. Like, go into this all or off season. Go into the season healthy. I I expect him. I don't know if he's going to score sixty next year. That's a ton. But like, I think he's going to score more than forty. Drive your own value and your own price up for your next contract. So, if I was him, I wouldn't uh, sign right now. And let, maybe they're not trying to lowball him. That that's very possible. You probably shouldn't. You know what you're getting with that guy if he's healthy. But I. If you go to the trade deadline next season and he hasn't signed a contract, you have to think long and hard. You have to think long and hard about it now, but just a couple months before he walks, you have to decide. What kind of contract is he looking at? I think he's going to be the highest paid player in the league. Definitely. But what number is that? Is it like 16 or something? Like, what is that number? Can Toronto, I mean, I can. Look, this team might have parallels to the Sixers, but their front office works like the Yankees. And this is going to be like an – I could see this being like an Aaron Judge situation where it comes down to the absolute wire. Like whether it's, I don't know, if during the season or after next season when it's he's about to be a free agent or he is a free agent, I don't know. But I cannot see them letting this guy go for the way they operate their numbers. Well, you, you know what? Him and both him and his agent deserve some props. They didn't, he didn't sign an eight year deal when he could have. He signed a five. He's yeah. going to keep betting on himself. He's not, because you know what? The cap's going to go up. Let's say he signs another five year deal. He'll be 31. He still can sign another big five year deal. That's three monster contracts. And then we'll see what happens when he's 35, 36, whatever. But. He's kind of betting on himself rather than the eight-year deals. And Here's a question for you guys. I mean, good for him, too, because he's averaging 42 goals a season since he's come into the NHL, which is, you know, outstanding. I'll ask uh, ask you this first, Jack. 
If he doesn't sign with the Leafs, where does Austin Matthews sign? That's a, Philly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I fucking wish. To the highest bidder. To the highest bidder. I mean, we've heard rumors of Arizona. I don't see that happening. I would be shocked. I think he wants to win too much. Um, I, whatever team, Chicago, how's that? You know, they think what team has the cap space and, um, you know, it was on the up and up and God forbid you pair him with a guy like Bedore. Jesus Christ. So like, I, I mean, I, I really don't know who's going to have that kind of cap space, but I don't think that's crazy either. So LA. LA you think Los Angeles. He, he's that kind of movie cap? star personality. He likes doing all the commercials and all the ad deals and, He's kind of like an influencer, to be honest. He's on the front page of magazines and stuff. How much cap do they have? I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't I mean, know how many guys years. they move money around. It's it, if they forgot like that, you would. I get it. I'm just curious with the way their team trajectory was. I I would think they got some cap. They have a lot of young kids in the bottom half of that lineup. They got prospects coming up. I don't know how many years left. Kopitar and Dowdy have. Yeah. So, I mean, they're probably not going to be making what they are now whenever they're due for next deals. So, what are they? I know Dowdy was signed long, like for quite a while. Um, but the, the key thing here, Jim, is big cities, you know, <laughs> like big markets. Uh, I mean, I, I, that's why Arizona is like, I'm like, there's no way. I was thinking maybe Seattle. Huh. I mean, they would have the money. He he likes the the spotlight too much. I wish I knew what he thought of the media. I don't know anyone who knows him. I've never been able to get a read on him. But like that Toronto media is crazy, and it's like yeah, he loves it. Or does he love it? Does he hate it? I don't know. Like can that's Montreal what I'm curious about. It? Can Montreal afford him? That would be fucking hilarious. I mean, maybe he goes to New York where the media is crazy, don't. but not as crazy as Toronto. Or does no, he go to L.A. where it's like there's no media at all to deal with? Huh. They'll make room if they have to. Chicago's a big city, too, is just way behind on the, you know. But Jesus, God, was that be two dynamic players? Speaking of dynamic player, since we're a little bit further into the episode, we're 50 minutes in. Matt Vimechkov. Some tape came out on him today. If you guys follow EliteProspects.com or Elite Prospects on Twitter, you will have seen some tape some playing tape on one Matt Vimechkov. And, you know, while all the playing tape and, you know, all the skills are there, everything's great. There are people still out there who are trying to fear it up a little bit. You know, you can't really take this guy. What if he doesn't come over? You know, how are U.S. and Russia relations going to be in three years? Uh, is he is he going to develop in the KHL? He's only 18 years old. Will they develop him properly? And I have thought of that too, Okay. He's going to be a player on, you know, professional team over there. Well, actually, I don't agree with that because if the team wants to win, they're going to be worried about his development. They want him to get better, correct? So, because I think the argument was he's not going to develop if he plays in the KHL. So, you know, you're going to get a guy that is what he is now. And that's just not true. He's going to naturally get better. Maybe not in terms of AHL, I'm sorry, NHL playing, but he's going to, become a better talent over the over the years now guys there are still people out there that are afraid to take him seventh overall if he's there i know we've kind of talked about this in the past so i won't ask the question again or maybe i will 
How about that? <laughs> Travis, if Michkov is there at seven, do you take him? I do. That's my guy. That's the guy I want. Second best player in the draft. Bring him to Philly. Is that what you know what? I, a lot of people are like, oh, well, he's not going to be here for at least three years. Well, like anyone else you draft at seven, probably not going to be here for two years. Maybe one, but maybe two. There's a realistic possibility, too. So you have to wait one extra year for Michkov. And you know what? It could be longer than that. Maybe he does never come over. Who knows? Um, I, I don't know. It's a risk I'm willing to take. Jack, I know we've talked about this question in the past. If Michkov's there at seven, do you take him? Are you offering me an opportunity to get out of another squandered opportunity where this team could have finished very low in the rankings and had a real shot at Bedard? We can rectify that with one pick? You're telling me there's an opportunity to do that and you think you have the the audacity to ask me if I'd pass on that. There is no chance in hell. And I don't even care if it doesn't work out because it is the only chance you have to get this right. We talked earlier in the season. Did they get the right coach? Yes. But did it potentially cost them the player they also needed? Yes. This single move can rectify all that, put this team right back on track. And I'm going to say a, a word here. We don't like maybe up the timeline because if things work out, and I do think he's coming over, I think he's way too high of a serious prospect to not. It could his him not coming over could like have serious implications going forward in general. I do think he comes. I'm willing to take that chance, and I'm willing to wait as long as you need to wait to get a player of that caliber and get us where we need to go. I think we're all unanimous in our decisions, and I think. What people need to remember is a combination of what you both just said. If the Flyers are going to do this rebuild, and you know, apparently there's only one real way to do it, okay? Let's go with that because I, I think rebuild could mean multiple things. But for the sake of this argument, let's say the Flyers are going to rebuild the right way. We're looking at three, four, five years of drafting and developing. They're not going to be competing for playoffs. Why does it matter if the guy they pick seventh overall is not going to be here in three or four years? Why does that matter? If they drafted Cutter Gauthier last year, this was one year he didn't play for the Flyers. He's not going to play for them next year. Maybe he'll sneak in a couple games at the end of the season. The third year, he's got to make the team out of camp. Will he do that? We don't know. Will it be more beneficial if he plays with the Phantoms a year and makes the roster then? Maybe. Why does it matter that Michkov's not going to be here for three years? He's 18 years old. He'll come over when he's 21 if all goes according to plan. Let's say things don't, and he's, he's stuck over there another year or two. He'll be 23. God forbid. They'll have a star come. I'm going to say, okay, max five years to get this rebuild stuff corrected. I know that, you know, we're not going to put a timeline on this, but I'm going to put one on there. Let's say five years. A lot of the guys they've, they, that they've drafted between now and last year should start to be cracking the roster a little bit. Hell, in five years, Ronnie Adder's going to be 29 years old. 
right? A lot's going to happen within five years. In five years, Matt Vimechkov is going to be 23 years old. And automatically, you're putting a star into your lineup, which is what the Flyers lack. And if they are doing the rebuild the right way and the lottery balls fall their way, yada, yada, you'll have a couple other stars to pair him into with, right? And Austin Matthews. Austin <laughs> Matthews. And I don't know how uh, the contract stuff would work out. I imagine his ELC or whatever wouldn't kick in until he came over. Right, yep. So if he's 23 on an ELC and he's a star player, that's pretty <laughs> fucking good. That's right. actually a – I'm. If, if you're in favor of an actual rebuild, how can you not be in favor of that? It's the ultimate ace up your sleeve. It's like, okay, rebuild's done. Roster set. By the way, we're adding a, a Matfi Michkov star player on an ELC for the next. I don't know. They're probably going to have to pay him something. He's not going to finish out that ELC in three years when he's putting up 90 points in his rookie season. Yeah. But well, they kind of have to. If it's a three year entry level contract, he's going to be making 900000 There'll yeah. be a signing bonus involved, obviously. That yeah. counts toward the cap. But Let I mean, me see. those are usually $2 million max. Let me see what Minnesota did with uh, Kaprizov real quick. Do you, do you know if he was on an ELC? He was a little older when he came over, I think. I think he, I think he had to be. All right, so he's 26 he's now. Pick. I actually heard Chuck Fletcher in an elevator one time, and I was kind of creeping. And this conversation was not between me and him. It was between him and someone else. And the person in the elevator asked him, he said, you guys didn't know Kaprizov was going to be this good, did you? And he said, no, we knew he would be a good top six player. We didn't know he was going to be this good. But the biggest fear around the league was they didn't think he was ever going to come over. Huh. I remember hearing that. Yeah, I didn't know how serious it was, but that's why he fell. I heard. Yeah, I heard so, that out of Chuck Fletcher's mouth. So 9.25. Yeah, he was on an ELC for two years. Of his, so he's been in the league for three, just finished up his third season. And he was on an ELC during his first two years. So the year that he put up 47 goals and 108 points, he was on an ELC contract. <laughs> and, and you know what? Like we're going to be rebuilding for a couple of years here. Danny said the other day, we're going to get younger. Someone asked him if playoffs were an opportunity. He, he wanted to say no, but he also didn't. Um, you can afford a risk on one of them picks. Let's make this the risky one, right? Because you're going to be drafting at the top of the first round the next couple of years. They're not all going to hit, obviously. We, that's sports. But you you can take a chance in year one of your rebuild, I feel. And th this is the one to do it on. We're all unanimous here. And they got two picks next year. If, if they get it wrong, which they won't know for a little while, they got two picks to make it right. Right? Uh, the Florida Panthers are going to they're going all in this year. They're going to suck next year. And no, I'm just kidding. I, we don't know that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, two first round picks. Even more reason to say, hey, let's take the shot. It's a star player. It doesn't matter when he comes over. Even better if he takes an extra year. We'll be ready for him to insert him into our lineup and we'll dominate. Um, where else was I going with that? I was getting, getting myself all jacked up there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would do it for all those reasons. Don't get me wrong. Like a, like a Ryan Leonard or Dalibor Dvorsky, those would be fine players. They're perfectly fine. They're going to be good NHL players. But if 
all we've heard for the last however many years, Flyers need, you know, upper echelon. They need star talent, yada, yada. Flyers fans always find a way to say, we don't need this guy. We don't need that star talent. There's something wrong with him. Let's we don't need Johnny Kevin. Goudreau. We don't need Matt Vimechkov. Come on. Just sign Kevin Hayes for $7 million. We'll be just, all right. Yeah, just sign Hayes. Yeah, just go bring in the safe players. You know what you're getting. Um, so I, it's just funny because anytime there's a chance to acquire a star, like a, 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 a you know, high-end offensive player, people want to find something wrong with them. And it's like, you guys make this not fun. Who do you want to draft? Ryan Leonard's going to be fine. It's not Matt Vimechkov. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. A lot of teams missed out on Bedard, but one team will get a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yep. We could be that team. Yep. Dude, he was he he should be, I still firmly believe this, should still be the number two overall pick in the draft. Had Connor Connor Bedard comparisons. And you're gonna you're gonna pass up on him at seven? No, you can't do that. So just had I wanted to talk about that a little bit because uh, the fear out there I guess it's somewhat warranted, but he's not coming over this year, which if this year was the only year that he could come, I would say, yeah, you have a reason to be worried because the world's pretty shitty right now. But in three, four, five years, how do you know that things are still going to be fucked? How do you know that? Like, I don't know. I'm not sure how they could get much worse than they are now. Um, Knock on wood. So, I say we all say take the chance. I think we hammered that point home. Just draft the frigging guy, Danny. I know you're listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> little, little, little update here. Stars just took the one nothing lead going into the third. They're in the second intermission right now. There and you go, Jack. The Kings are going to have a ton of cap space by the time Austin Matthews is a free agent. Six million ish. Way more. I mean, With- I'm sorry, sixteen. Rough math before signing their guys about twenty five million, and that's without the cap going up. Yeah, you know what? If that cap goes up, it's going to change a lot. If it actually goes up the way we've been hearing for years, that's going to be a game changer all around. Makes me think he's saying in Toronto though. That would save him. That would save Toronto for sure. Well, we'll go up in two years. So. <laughs> um. All right, boys. So we covered most of our topics here. Um. We're about an hour in. I know you guys want to watch the fills. Um, so what if we save the tank teams failing topic, or do you want to touch on that one, Jack? No, you can save it. Okay. Uh, should we skip to the card pack Let's opening? Go. We got to think of a name for this. We'll do it another night, not tonight, but card pack <laughs> opening. <laughs> Trav, are, are you the card pack opener this yeah. evening? Yes, I am. Well, I, I, th- I say everyone opens up. You guys got packs, right? Open up one. Yeah. yeah, might as well all have a little bit of fun. Okay, I wasn't planning on opening one, but now I'm a little excited. I thought yeah, I had to wait. Got, Here, you got. guys get your packs ready. I'll just run down the uh, pack nobody saw. So, <laughs> all right. So this is what it's all about, right here. You see that? <laughs> Who is spelled, it there, Jack? They spelled Noah, Jack, son. <laughs> Jack a got a gun. Jackson Kate's young gun rookie card. Somehow there's a Jackson Cates rookie card out there. I, I need a uh, a Ronnie Adder young gun out of this. I'd be happy with that. Oh. Like what is that? A, a last year or is that a this year pack? No, this year, twenty two, twenty three, series two. Shane wow. Wright, 
Slavkovsky. I like that we all got different years too. Just pulled the Shane Wright and it was all orange (laughs) and shit. I was like, what the first card? (laughs) So just as a reminder, Jack's looking for Cole Caulfield, Young Gun, and who's the other one? Uh, It was a Caulfield and was it Quinn Hughes or Zegers? Zegers. Zegers. I'm going to get Cam York. And Travis is looking for who? You said. I'm sorry. Slavkovsky or Wright? Slavkovsky or Wright? What about Simone Nemich? He's. I think. I think he's in there. Oh yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Get a cutter out of there. Screw it. Cutter, yeah, there we go. Cutter doesn't have a card yet. He, he hasn't played. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> true. Too, too busy at school. You never know. You never know. It might be him uh, at lunch. I kind of want right. to open the box up, but then I'm just going to be like, oh, well, I got to open Ripping all through. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I can't let him sit. <laughs> I'm going to be I opening know. all of them. I know. This is hard for me to let these sit. That's why you're like, let's all open one. I was like, yeah, please, please. All right, here we go. Who's next here? All right, you want me to go? If I could open yeah. this up. Yeah, rip through the whole pack. You know, name them as you go. All right. Pretend that uh, the listeners can't see the card. Right. Well, they can't. I know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Opening the fat pack. Series 2, 22-23. Let's get it. Travis Hamannick. Moritz right. Cider. Oh, Whoa! Cider, I like. Kaliev. These cards are pretty cool looking. That is cool. Classy. Arthur Kaliev. That's not a young gun. Really like no. that player, though. Noah Dobson. Sagan. Tuevo Teravinen. Sounds like he might be coming back from that hand injury a little earlier than expected. Yeah, he's going to go right back out. Guaranteed. Ren Pitlick, not Tyler. <laughs> San- oh, ho, ho, ho. Did you pull a young gun? The ghost. Oh, oh. Let's and you got the jersey on. Let's While you're go. wearing his jersey. That's cute. Uh, Cam Atkinson, Flyers. There you go. That's, That's a good pack you're opening right now. That's cute. Craig Anderson, bald-headed Craig. I always wished he was going to play for the Flyers. I thought that would have been a good fit a couple years ago under yep. Hexcall. I had I to agree. say it, didn't he? <laughs> Jake DeBrusque, Duchesne. Damn, who's got not a young gun. Who's your young gun? Brandon Bird. Don't know who that is. I don't either. I don't know. Apparently, who he's, apparently he's played in the game for Buffalo, though. Played one game in 21-22. So is the most highest rated young gun still Jackson, Jackson Cates after tonight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like it. Huh? It's looking bad, right? Jim, you got a pack? Yeah, I'll get a pack open. Tarasenko outdoors. You oh, I'm see, sorry. You you're not see. done. You can see. Well, that's card. a pretty sweet one. That's yeah. a cool looking card. That's different. Felino, Reimer, Line A, Coleman, Danton Hine, and Johnny Quick, my boy, Connor Garland, and Patrice Bergeron to end it out. Oh, how many oh. Uh, packs did, that, did you open? Uh, it was a fat pack. There were like uh, 20, 30 cards in there. 30. Oh, wow. Holy cow. That was a, a great pack. I like the fat that's pack. Like yeah. almost, that's like three and a half packs. That's great. Yeah, that was loaded. Before. You want me to go next? Mm-hmm. This is a 2019-2020 Upper Deck Series 1 hockey. That, that was the year I started getting back into cards during the pandemic. Eight Ripped cards open a lot pack. of them. Oh, Here Jimmy. Go. Here's the rip. Can you hear it? I got a Morgan Frost in there. I got a, I got a Frost Young Gun. Was, damn. damn. I got nothing. I got shit. Right. I got all the Young Gun flyers from that year. Rupsov. Oh, 
Bonneman, Kwarinski. Hart? Nah, I don't have Hart. That was the year before. All right, we got a Shea Theodore. Hey, yo. We got a Jake Rusk. Oh. Teravine. Did we open the same pack, Trev? (laughs) The first name was different. The next two have been. Just wait till you get Braun and Moose in the same pack. Just wait. Oh, my God. I got a upper deck portrait, Sebastian Ajo. So I guess that means we're not getting a, a young gun. Great. Oh. <laughs> you know what they say, got to open another. Yeah. I will. I will. <laughs> you got a fat pack. You got to open one more. I'll open two as well. I got a Frank Vitrano, David Perron, Michael Kempney, Tomash Hurdle, who I wanted the Flyers to trade for for a while. Yes, you did. <laughs> Helped yeah, me win a fantasy that. championship a couple of years back. Oh, he loved them. All right. Okay, Jack, you want to go and I'll open up another one? Yeah. We're back to back. All right. I got 2021, 2022. This is addicting. I know. Watching you guys do it. I I Googled Brandon Bird and for uh, a baseball player came up. (laughs) Must not be very (laughs) good. (laughs) Must not be very good. Hang on to that one, though. Investment. (laughs) I got Rasmus Dahlin. Oh. Victor Arvidsson, uh, former future flyer Michael Bunting. Huh. Oh, I love this is my favorite card of the pack. Mackenzie Blackwood almost played a <laughs> playoff game. Almost played a playoff game. I uh, got Jonathan Huberto. Here you go. Nazem Kadri, Mikhail Zerbachev, and Bob. I got Bob. Panthers. Bob. In the cup. So all it turns right. out his name is Brandon Biro. The O looks like a D in all cool. caps. Uh, put up some good numbers at Pennsylvania State University. Penn State? <laughs> Pennsylvania. Okay, all right, here we go. Same thing. Last pack of the night for me. We got a Mark Scheifele. whoop de doo <laughs> Josh Bailey. Jesper Bratt. How about that? Wow, Jim and Elias I put the Green Devils team together, and it looks like a Johnny Gaudreau canvas. Oh, those cards are sick. Are they worth some? No. <laughs> well, fuck the, it then. The young, the young gun canvases <laughs> are worth more than the young guns usually, though. Is there a young gun canvas? <clears throat> yeah. Ryan O'Reilly, Samuel Gerard. Say what's with him in the, the portraits? Think any of that. Quinn Hughes, young gun, baby. Yeah. Just wow. Are you Alex J. Alex Wait, did you really get that? No, I got an Adam Fox young gun out of the first pack I opened. This is why I have an addiction now. What what oh, series is that? One or two? Smoking us. One. Uh, okay, okay. You can get wow. Jack Hughes. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Jack Hughes. Um Series two is the ones that are infested with the Brian Elliott's and the bronze. Ugh. Not series one, series two. You guys two. got to send me the good stuff. <laughs> so far, Jackson Case. We're not looking good. Yeah, I'm in series one here. I don't even know where it says that, but. Oh, on the front of the card pack. Um, on the box? Series yeah, one. The... Okay, cool. Nice. All right. You done, Jim? Done. All you. Last one of the night. Make it count. Oh God, I got it. I got a job. I got to sit here with this unopened box for another week. I'm gonna be like, it's tough. It's tough, man. It's tough. I got a Gibson. I got a Silverberg. We're staying in Anaheim. No, wait, we're coming to Philly. I got a Joel Farabee. These are. Oh, 
I got a young gun. Who is it? Dude, it's Thompson. Tage? Tice. (laughs) 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 Who the the fuck is that? Right? Plays for the Devils. Is it possible to get another young gun in a pack? Very, very unlikely. Well, it sounded like you said young likely. <laughs> we'll young finish likely. off with Tanner Peterson, Rasmus Anderson, and Jacob Ferrana. Oh, wait, there's one more. Jared Spurgeon. Yikes. No, All right, one more, Trav. There. Open one more. Yeah. All right. Make it 2-2-2, two, 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 and then we'll wrap suck. it up. I have okay. two of the worst young guns. Open up the SP Authentics. Open for an auto. Tice Thompson. What the F? <laughs> oh. It's the worst pack I've ever, there, ever made. Should have brought the friggin' scissors out. Things I'm going to open up one more before I go to bed. Do oh. Dude, don't tempt me. No, nah, I'm not going to do it on the all right, we'll, we'll do it after that. the show. We'll do the premium Jim's content. Only fans in the tub. Subscribe. He's up another pack. Yeah. You got <laughs> John Gibson. Okay. Uh oh. Dylan Larkin, Matthew Ooh. Kachuk. Whoa. And an SP rookie authentic Dawson Mercer. Whoa, that's a good one. I got shit compared to you guys. That's a good pool. I would yeah, we'll take see, that. See if right that's now. going for anything. Trade you all my cards for that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Mercer fan. I am too. I got sniped on in our draft. <laughs> that's a really good pick. Jack, who are you taking first overall in the draft this year? Mishkov. <laughs> nice. Jack, Brian are you looking Letter. up that card? <laughs> just a picture. Yeah. Ryan Letter, just so Jim could be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I wonder if Michkov falls in our see like fantasy hot like dynasty purposes that would kind of suck a little bit because now you're waiting for this guy to come around. Actually, no. I'll be fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll get over it. Yeah. Uh, did you look it up? Really, yeah, not really seeing one. Guess that's good. <laughs> Can't even find one. Maybe they're rare. Uh, Is it numbered? No. I don't know. Dawson Mercer rookie card, though. That's pretty good. Jack, why don't you rip one more open while we wait over here? Why not? Let's do it. Come on. I like I have to. Get a young gun. A good young gun. A good one. A decent. Somebody so far, we got Jackson Cates and uh, Tice Thompson. Tice Thompson. I got all the bad brothers. I'm going to pull a Brett Lindros. <laughs> All right, we got Lars Ellers. Yeah. All right. Dylan D'Amelio. <laughs> Nico Hersher. Oh, this just kind of pisses me off. So I got a cool card. It's one of those canvases, but it's the fucking nerd. Uh, Sydney? Oh, uh, Gensel. Gensy. Eat up, bud. Dylan Cousins. William Carlson. K. Andre Miller. Ooh, Kaprizov, but they're all regular cards. That's not a rookie Kaprizov card? Oh, it's no, the year Jim, after, right? It's uh, a current <laughs> gun. It's a current, current gun. gun. A Russian uh, gun. Looks like this Mercer card sold for $1.40 last what week. the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's it? <laughs> it's because he hasn't played yet. He's still a rook. 
All right, looks like another week where Adam Fox is the highest bidded card. Amongst. Only one pack left. You want to save it or you want to open it? Oh no! What do you think? You want to buy more for next week, or do you want to open that car up uh, that pack next week? All right. So Travis has a shitload of cards, right? Yep. How about you, Jim? What's your collection like? I have a lot. All right. I feel like I gotta play catch up. We'll do. We'll do it. I'm doing it. Okay. I need something. Give me something. Yeah. Give me a third liner with some like you know penalty kill skills. Something. Give us Caulfield. Fuck it. Oh, I would fucking cry. Kidding me? Would you really, Jack? No. The cards. No. We, we, if you get call, if you get Caulfield card pack, you have to make yourself cry. <laughs> for, for the views, for the, yeah. For, yeah, for the views. Deal. Cut I'll an onion. Promise I'll do that. So I, I got the blue rookie Mercer, which they're very. You get like one blue rookie, like one every two packs. It looks like. So they're not hard to find, but like if you get like a a red one or a gold one or something crazy, they're the good ones. How about this good one? Jordan Stahl. Young gun? (laughs) Uh, 15 years ago. It says musket. It says the old musket. Uh, Chandler Stevenson. Flyers. Sperner. I just understood. I just got that old musket. I was like, wait, what? Only steady, get it, Travis. Instead of young gun, old Ooh, musket. Yeah, I, might, I might have something here, okay? I might have something here. All right? First off, here's Josh Anderson. Uh-oh. Now, guys, what is this? It's called a Dazzler. Are they? Uh, no, I don't think so. Fuck. I don't it think I've gotten any Dazzlers. It's Quinton Byfield. Come oh, on. that's but a sick-looking card, though. Is it a rookie? Should be. It doesn't say. What color? Is it green? Yeah, the front's green, the back's yellow. It says Byfield marked the score sheet in his fifth NHL game on May. F- it doesn't tell me when the card came out. I think Byfield went. I don't think he went in the Caulfield draft, did he? Yeah, he did. He went before him. Oh, dude, then that's a that's got to be a rookie card. He just doesn't say it. Yeah, you know, we gotta get some information on this. I need something to hang on to. Case it up, Jack. Plastic case it. That's a cool that looking one card. Over there. Hold on, there's still more. I've opened up like 10 packs of cards and I haven't gotten one Dazzler, so I, it's got to be sad. Dazzlers were the next year. Oh. They weren't making Dazzlers that year. Danny DeKaiser, Jack Roslovic, and Duncan Keith with the Blackhawks to uh, finish it out. I'd have preferred him with Edmonton. That Byfield card was cool, man. Yeah, I hope it is. Post it up it's on Twitter. Ask Twitter. Back. It's just like a blurb, which I don't know. Ask Twitter. Is this Ooh. worth anything? <laughs> it's a little early. Get, get the fans involved. Keeping. I don't want to bend it. Uh, this one's two dollars eighty-eight cents. Whoa! <laughs> Already? <laughs> yeah. Well, that does it for our man. We opened up a lot of packs. We were supposed to do one pack a piece. We really got out of, out of control there. Start seeing all shit. I know. Well, that was fun. Yep. Hopefully, it was fun for the listeners here. Uh, at that, boys. You know what? To the it listeners, was, to the listeners, go buy some packs. Tweet at us what you get. And, yeah, and and tune in at the end of the season. We're going to battle each other with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's a, a great idea. All right. Yeah, let us know who you guys get. Let's compare cards. 
make some trades if you want. Um, oh, yeah. they got to be real though. Got to be, yeah, not just for on paper. What, what are you trading for that fox? Yeah, you want a dazzler? <laughs> <laughs> you like still talking about a car? Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. How about a Jackson Cates? Uh, <laughs> couple of brothers, couple of brothers, and some actually good prospects. You never know. The gene is there. The gene's in there somewhere. It's got to find it. All right, let me think about it. Let me sleep on that. <laughs> oh, All right. That's uh, that's going to do it for our episode for this week, boys and girls. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. Uh, you know what? Let's do this real quick, guys. Conference finals. Who you got coming out? Of, let, actually, let's make our Stanley Cup picks. Let's redo it real quick. No explanation. Just pick your teams. Uh, Trap, who you got in the Stanley Cup final? The team's left. Shane Gossespierre and the Carolina Hurricanes. They're going to win it all. I think they're going to oh. play Vegas. Carolina, Vegas. Jack, who you got? I hate they had to say that about Ghost, but I get it. I'm going I'm to also say Carolina, but I got them over. Uh, I'm going to say over Dallas. Starts tonight. I'm going to go. Florida and Seattle, baby. Hack versus Bob, Gudis, and Cousins. Seattle making a comeback tonight? What's the score? One nothing. Losing? Yeah, I think they're going to they're gonna have to, I think. No. Stop. I, I picked the Stars at the beginning of the playoffs to make the, the Stanley Cup, but they just don't look. They don't have that shutdown killer instinct, I don't think. They're outscoring well, they teams. They get it tonight. Worries me a little bit. you one game. Yeah, that's, if they win, then I'll take the Stars. How about that? Uh, can't go wrong. I think of that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys and girls, that's going to do it for the episode. Uh, Next time you catch us, it'll probably be next Monday around the same time. Uh, so make sure everyone you're drinking your green stuff, taking your vitamins, enjoy the rest of your week and let's go flyers. Wayne, a little. (laughs) 